0: Conspiracy theories with Ollie Hunter. (laughs) 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 Oh, that cough is so horrendous. I wasn't meant to play that, I was meant to play (laughs) this. Welcome to the Gridiron Show. We've got exciting news coming up for you about the season's upcoming podcastings. We're going to be hearing from around the NFL's Greg Rosenthal with the latest on the news. We're going to be hearing from Jonathan Joseph, Pro Bowl cornerback of the Houston Texans, and Samson Evercam, the man who had that wonderful game against the Kansas City Chiefs for the Rams. This is the Gridiron Show.
1: Hey, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm really good. Yo, you're really good. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Pretty That's happy. That's
0: interesting because you've spent most of our radio show we've been doing this morning being a whingy little bee. Well, you said. You said that I needed it to as some sort of cathartic, you know, The be- whole morning this morning has felt like you getting stuff off your chest.
1: And now it's all off of my chest. I feel fine. Great. Ideal. Do the listeners want a little mini recap of the things that have annoyed me?
0: Yeah, <laughs> go on. Just, just throw, we'll get in some NFL, nice and quick. I promise. but I think the go not on, news, the
1: not news bed because it's all not news okay. would be really good. Here, here we go. Things okay. so we're not going to get not news anyway. Not news. Ollie Hunter is really annoyed with people in the office that leave their trainers and jeans everywhere. That obviously incredibly common occurrence. Oh, there's one guy that does it and it's an absolute disgrace. I don't know what he's doing. It's it does my it does my head in. Tell you what else has annoyed you today. Go on. Bad tea. Oh yeah, bad tea. Oliver Levy made me a tea out of a machine
0: when he could have just made it himself. I'm going to leave it at that because uh, we've got lots to be getting into with the yeah, show. Yeah, I
1: couldn't remember what else I got annoyed about.
0: So coming up on the, on the show today, we've got those interviews. You heard me talking about Greg Rosenthal, Samson Eberkam, Jonathan Joseph. That makes up the bulk of the show. There's a couple of bits of news that we didn't get to with those guys that we'll uh, we'll cover off uh, as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, should we give the news of what the podcast plan is for the ne- for the coming months and, and weeks and everything as well? Yeah, yeah. So. During the season, you're going to get not one, not two, not three, but four weekly episodes on your gridiron fees. What about five? No, no, four. It's going to absolutely be four. Six? No, no, four. So you're saying four. I'm <laughs> saying four and I'm settling on it. It, might, it might end up being three, <laughs> but it's currently four. That might change. Sorry, can you repeat that? Four episodes a week. Four Episodes were us doing four or no, one No 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 <laughs> no.
1: We we struggle doing <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> oh god, you sound bad. I think I might actually have like bronchitis or something. Oh, it's really classic awful. classic Willy like over egging the pudding. I'll over egg your pudding, mate. Uh right, so we're gonna have our usual two episodes a week. This is during the season. This is during the season, (laughs) yes. (laughs) I want to make this clear. So we'll have the Monday night, Tuesday morning recap show, where we recap the weekend's action and preview Thursday night football. Uh Uh-huh. On Tuesday evenings, we'll have the NFL 100 show, which is a very special 100... season of the nfl edition of the gridiron show where matt sherry it's he, goal, it comes gold plated doesn't it so each week it does no not at all uh, oh. each week of the season matt sherry will pick out one two three fixtures which have cultural and historical significance to the nfl what about four fixtures so <laughs> you've got to stop this <laughs> sorry cultural significance to so, the nfl so for example mm-hmm. the ice bowl well We're getting a replay of the Ice Bowl when the Dallas Cowboys play the Green Bay Packers in week whatever it is. Incredible. So, the week that they're playing each other, we'll talk about the Ice Bowl. That sounds like a good podcast already, doesn't it? Yeah. It's nostalgia and information. So much better when you hear the quality of guests we're going to have. Yeah, they are ridiculous. The recordings we've already had have been with the likes of, oh, I don't know, Jerry Rice. (gasps) Ed Tuttle-Jones. Was there Jerry Rice at the old uh, ice bowl? No, there's not... I'm just... That was an example of one game, Ollie. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, we, we've spoken with Franco Harris and Terry Bradshaw from that great Steelers team, Immaculate Reception and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the quality of interview we're talking about for that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. So you get one of those week about 20 minutes long, 25 minutes long, little historical... bite the size, NFL. A bite-sized pod. Wednesday, yeah, college pod. Clancy, Sherry, college pod. In your veins, oh, there's so much college going in people's veins. And then Friday morning, Willie Gavin, Ollie Hunter, previewing the weekend's action yep, yep. and looking back on Thursday night football. Boom! Do you know four what? Four pods a week. That's that is four well counted. And
1: <laughs> what's um, what's great is Gridiron's on the up. It's expanding. I mean, if you're listening to this already, it's great. But can you tell a friend? Tell, Ideally, several friends. Tell
0: tell a, a, a parent tell a sibling wonderful and in addition to that what? we've also had signed off a special podcast series yes we have that's running through august and early september the espn fantasy football podcast with gridiron so yeah. we're going to be doing a five episode c se- special mini season building up to the new fantasy year we'll have guests on we'll talk about strategy we'll talk about approach to the draft we'll talk about different styles of games and why we play them and why we like them we'll talk about the studs the duds zero running backs uh qb choices youth versus vet production all of the big stuff Uh, and then we'll be doing a live draft which we'll hopefully be doing and i shouldn't be saying this i 100 percent should be saying this because it's not signed off i'm gonna do it anyway at the gridiron offices at the oval so the real home of cricket I ha- the working man's home of cricket i love the oval and we're going to get a couple of listeners along to be part of our league we'll do a live draft together we'll put a podcast together which will be the fifth episode about our draft it's going to be great
1: i mean that's so that is really exciting
0: we're recording the first episodes of that next week i didn't know i was going to be at the oval I think that's where it's going to be. It's not 100%. Probably bank holiday Monday, August 26th, all TBC. But, you know, if you're interested in being involved in the special ESPN Gridiron Fantasy League, then let us know. You have to be able to be in London probably on that day. We cannot cover your travel expenses (laughs) or anything like that. Just to be clear, it is off your own back. You've got to be able to get there. I will provide refreshments while you're there, though. How about that? Wow, great work. Beers from Willie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. is that because you keep getting free box loads of beers? <laughs> i got one box of free beer. One box of free beer. And you should use Beerhawk for all of your beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cannot do that. Although you should do that. Right, Should we get into the news? And should we hear from around the NFL's Greg Rosenthal? Yes. Uh, we started off the conversation because Ollie uh, had been complaining about how cold it was in the studio. Uh, and uh, I was talking about that on air and then I introduced Greg and, and here's what Greg had to say.
2: We're we're doing great and you know, not everyone has like a, a four foot beard to keep them warm in, in air <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> it is getting a little bit out of control, the beard, it's, I have to it's say wild. at this point. Do you like the-
2: I, I admire it. I admire it. As someone who kinda I grew my own beard this off season, like I could only I could only wish to have what you, you have going on.
1: With your growing T V duties, do you have to get rid of that? Have you been told you've got to get rid of it? Or are you do you have a little bit more leeway?
2: No, they they thought it made me look a little more like a grown up and less than like <laughs> a fifteen year old. They were they're all for it, but but my wife uh does not have that same opinion so it, it has it has a short shelf life it's gonna go because she, she's the ultimate boss
0: that's fair see I, i'm the exact opposite uh me and ollie once had i can't even remember what it was on but it was an nfl related uh, uh, wager and it was a beard wager and i lost and mm-hmm. had to shave my beard off um, my wife was so annoyed she didn't speak to ollie for about two months i got off pretty much scot-free wow. but ollie yeah. was in a lot of trouble <laughs> You didn't look great, actually. No. The beard makes you look better. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Greg, have you been... That's a question, actually. Have you been... uh, I don't know. you spent some time in Japan. Have you been to Japan this off-season? I I
2: have. Wow, you're hitting me with the hard questions. Yeah, spend a couple of weeks in Tokyo. I hope to be back there for the Olympics next year.
0: Well, well, Ollie is going out in a couple of months' time for the Rugby World Cup. Yes, Greg. So he he needs... uh, He's going to have to hit you up for some hot Tokyo tips. Yeah
2: okay i can help them because i ran i know exactly where they're playing it my my wife uh grew up right near there which is also where a a baseball team plays i know that area very well
0: is it it at the tokyo dome is that that's where the baseball team play that are like the san francisco giants all their logos the finals in yokohama
1: i think and then the the bronze the bronze game is in the tokyo dome so i will be going to that stadium yes all right. All right. Okay. superb. Yeah, I will do. I will do.
0: Thanks, Greg. We Thanks. are the kings of the blag around here, so yeah. we will yeah. be doing so. Don't you worry, buddy. Um, uh, Greg, the training camps are getting underway now. NFL starting to feel like that long old offseason is coming to a close. Are you hyped and ready for, for the 2019 season?
2: Oh, it's over. I mean, I was in Baltimore this week for training camp. When you're out there for that first or second training camp practice, it, you know, to me that this is the beginning of my season. I know fans, you know, they still have their summer and you kind of warm up to it. Uh, but I'm I'm writing my winners and losers of week one of training camp right now. So when you're doing that, and and guys like AJ Green are getting injured, and there's contract holdouts, like we're, we're off and running.
1: He seems to be the most injured of the great wide receivers, AJ Green.
2: Yeah, and they've all been different injuries and unlucky, but you know, there's, he's missed a lot of time over the last four years, and he's entering a contract year, and it looks like he's probably going to miss the beginning of this season. And I do wonder if there's going to be some push and pull between him and the Bengals organization um, about like when he comes back, because I think he's going to be very careful about when he comes back. They might want to push it. Uh, a little faster i do not think he's going to sign a long-term deal there and i do wonder if he's a guy uh, to keep an eye on in the trade market whether that would be in camp or or even more likely during the season let's say they get off to a slow start uh just imagine teams bidding to, to get aj green to add for a playoff run
0: so but we're saying he might miss the beginning of the season are we expecting him most importantly to be back for week six should nothing else happen
2: Oh, yeah. Um, right now, you know, our our site's saying eight weeks is probably a, a good estimate, which puts him back, uh, you know, in September. But he's he, he's getting a second opinion um, that on Monday. And, and like I said, it's one of those things where the contract makes me wonder, is there a chance he'll just undergo surgery even if the team doesn't want him to? And, yeah, that, that could potentially uh, make it riskier for, for when they're heading to 11th.
0: Because the key thing is, what we want to avoid is, yet again, this has happened so many times over recent years, that a team are coming over to England, they throw up the famous players on posters and banners and everything, and then that player isn't playing come game week. I can remember it very famously happened with Adrian Peterson when the Vikings were coming over in like 2013, 2012, whenever that was. They're like, yes, he's coming, biggest name player, the guy you draft number one overall in fantasy. They make a huge deal out of it, and then they get injured like two weeks before they're coming to England.
2: Yeah, this is what this is what happens in the NFL, unfortunately. It's like the sport where the availability of the players, I feel like, is more up in the air than any other. And for Green and, and the Bengals, it's a shame. They're in the toughest division in football. And to me, he's, he's a Hall of Fame caliber type player, but all these injuries now are really uh, starting to change the arc of his season. And I want to see him in a new offense, like a, a, a team not run by Marvin Lewis. I'm kind of excited to see this Bengals offense if they were – if they were at full strength, but it looks like they won't
0: be for a while. Uh, Let's go from an injured wide receiver to one drawing plenty of attention and controversy because we talked a lot about the Tyreek Hill story on the show uh, across the last, well, really six months or so, but the decision by the NFL that there was not enough evidence to to warrant any kind of suspension, he is back, he's in training camp, he's with the Chiefs, and he's he's spoken out for the first time.
2: He spoke today and... You know, you could you could look at that interview closely, and if you wanted to find some problematic or questionable things within it, uh, I I I did. I, I'm just uncomfortable by the by the whole story. But w- we move on. You know, the legal system couldn't really find anything, um, you know, to get him in any further trouble, and, and the NFL couldn't either, which which I understand. I'm just a little stunned by. The talk that they still might extend his contract, that just seems almost outrageous. But, but uh, the, the reality is he's one of the most important players on the field in the entire NFL that's not a quarterback. I mean, that's just the reality, and, and that that's uh, an awkward position for the Chiefs and the NFL and Tyreek Hill because of everything that's
0: happened. And look, we've seen it before in the past. I can remember um looking at the 49ers. They had, in the same year, they had Tremaine Brock, who was a third or fourth string cornerback, defensive back, who had an accusation of domestic violence against him. Nothing actually ended up happening to him legally, but he was cut by the team immediately. And yet this is the same team that kept hold of players like Alden Smith and Reuben Foster, for three or four occasions before they finally went, all right, enough is enough. And it it does kind of leave a bit of a bad taste in the mouth that it's really based on the quality of the player as to whether or not you give them the second, third, fourth chance.
2: Absolutely. I mean, you see that across all sports, you're seeing that in, in your football, uh, of course. I mean, in in with Hill, it's, it's remarkable because this is, you know... It, the most you know dynamic interesting offense maybe in the league led by a you know a third year mvp quarterback and hill who you know for your you know listeners that you maybe don't follow it as closely is just not a guy as fast and as as difficult to tackle as this guy in the entire league a small receiver that just I know gives defenses more problems when they're trying to game plan. How are we going to stop this guy? Uh, than just about anyone, you could see it in the AFC Championship game they faced the, the Patriots. I think Hill only had about fifty to sixty yards, and yet he opened up so many plays for his teammates because the Patriots practically spent you know the whole game sending three guys at Tyree Hill, and, and it opens up the field for everyone else.
1: Now, training camp, as you said, is in full swing. You've been down in Baltimore.
0: Um, By prefer- the way, I found a picture of Greg's beard from when he was on air, uh, on TV in Baltimore. I, what I'd say, Greg, I think you need to try and grow the tash a little bit out, get a bit more length there, mm-hmm. but otherwise it's looking pretty strong, my friend. Uh, I like that. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's a little thick. It's a little thick right now. I, but, it, I think like-
1: it works well with the hair. As a man that's follically challenged up above, uh, I'm loving <laughs> I'm loving the combination. Now, you've been down in Baltimore, a bit of training camp stuff. I've seen pictures of Ezekiel Elliott's... Elliot, um, in a diner rather than being in training camp uh, Michael Thomas Melvin Gordon Yannick and great Trent Williams are, are just some of the other stars that haven't made it to training camp so far but if you're a fan of those players or of those the teams that those players are on are you worried
2: A few of those I am, so I'll single out the ones, maybe in order of the ones I'd be most worried about. Trent Williams is an all-pro left tackle for the Redskins. They have no replacement for him on the roster, and he's really upset with the organization for how they've handled his situation medically. I don't know if they're going to be able to solve this thing, and they're not going to be a good team anyways, but he's the best player on that team. So that's a huge problem for them uh Zeke elliott also i don't know when he'll be back because i don't expect the cowboys to give him a new contract they're going to get Dak prescott their quarterback signed first and if they get prescott done they're going to go to Amari cooper next zeke has two years left on his contract maybe he's just seeing this as a way to skip a couple weeks of training camp because i do not think he's going to get a, a new deal and then you mentioned melvin gordon he's the one I, of that whole group that I think could last the longest into the regular season. I think Trent Williams could get traded or something could happen there, but Gordon's the one that I could see this stare down turning into a a Le'Veon Bell situation where we're still talking about this in in October.
0: Now, the way that NFL contracts work for rookies under the last collective bargaining agreement between the players union and the league, they put this rookie wage scale in. So everything was preset. So they didn't agree these ridiculous, huge contracts that they could agree uh, when they were first coming into the league. But when we look at a position like running back where they are such short careers and you see it time and again, I, I was thinking actually it's interesting you used the um, uh, the, the Ezekiel Elliott because of the Cowboys, DeMarco Murray I remember coming to an end of a contract and they went well we're not yeah. going to renew him because he's a running back so what we'll do is just absolutely run him into the ground, get every inch <laughs> of everything we can get out of him and then let someone else try and pick up the pieces. With the new agreement coming up between the players' union and between the the league, could there be something coming in where either they try and shorten those rookie deals to make sure people get to the big money sooner, or maybe make it more positional? Say, you know, a running back is only a three year contract.
1: And we also saw how um, how much it meant to Dion Lewis when he went and got his big money, me- uh, big money meal, big money deal after the Patriots and. It seems like those big money deals are are few and far between for running backs.
2: Yeah, and it it makes a guy like Gordon, I think... Look at what he was gonna is gonna make this year, which is a lot of money. I think he's on the fifth year option of his contract. He's making you know five million dollars. That's almost as much as he made in the last four years combined. So that's, those are tough paydays to pass on. But if you feel like you're only gonna get one payday, maybe you're like Le'Veon Bell and you wait it out uh, and and almost get your body fresher. I don't think they'll change you know anything positionally. Will I don't think they would ever do that. I, I do think it's an interesting question what they'll do with those rookie numbers, and I think getting rid of that fifth-year option for the, for the, for the first-round picks, and that includes Melvin Gordon, so that would make the contracts a little shorter. Maybe make some of these uh, three-year contracts for everyone with a fourth-year option. Something like that could be, could be a compromise, but I know the NFL loves how cheap these rookies are, and in a way, it's hurt some of the veterans because right now, Guys on rookie contracts take up a bigger percentage of, of rosters than they ever had because they're so cheap. It's like, why not just give these young guys a chance?
0: And and it is when you think of a position like running back, okay, someone like Ezekiel Elliott at the Cowboys is is a, a pretty rare talent. But like we saw with, with Todd Gurley with the Rams last year in the playoffs, he'd been phenomenal through 13, 14, 15 weeks, gets this knee trouble, disappears off the the face of the planet, and they managed to find somebody who they can kind of plug and play. And and you look at the fact that in the draft, so often recently we've seen brilliant players found in the second, third or fourth round at that position that people are going, well, no, I'm not going to pay someone like Melvin Gordon because I can go find myself a new Melvin Gordon in the draft next year. And I always feel like someone like Melvin Gordon who's trying to hold out now, he's in his fifth year. He'd have been better holding out two years ago because he would have had some more value then.
2: That's right. Although he, you know, he didn't have quite the good tape in, in the production that he had. Um, you make a good point, though. Like, it's a it's a catch twenty two because you can see it absolutely from both sides. And yet, you know, if I'm if I'm the Chargers, I'm I like the running backs that they have. Like they don't have a huge need to pay Melvin Gordon a ton of money. And that contract that that the Rams gave Gurley, I've heard from multiple teams. I think a lot of teams believe they overpaid Gurley, and that it's set the market a little out of whack, and that it's going to make it, you know, even harder for to sign these guys, uh, Zeke and, and Gordon specifically.
0: Uh, Greg, brilliant stuff as always. As we're getting into the season, we can chat more regularly again, and we can get some uh, some some hot Japanese tips for Ollie as well. <laughs>
2: All right, I'll, I'll talk to
0: you guys. Good morning, cheers, you know, to everyone in London. Good man, cheers, good Greg. Good afternoon
2: to everyone in LA. Oh, there we go.
0: Lovely. What a sentiment. <laughs> Greg Rosenthal joining us from around the NFL. Around the NFLs, Greg Rosenthal. G- good form as always, Greggy. We're hearing from him plenty throughout the season. We talk to him every uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, no, every month. Yeah, it'll normally be Tuesday morning. It was yeah. just a Monday morning this yeah. week, right? Every Tuesday morning on our um, on our TalkSport show. Uh, with myself will gavin. So, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. And I will
1: slide into his DMs for some Japanese Tid- tips, tips and
0: tidbits. Wonderful. A couple of bits of news we didn't get to with him, the restraints of time on uh, on radio. Are these definitely news? These or not are news. Definitely news. Dude. I don't know if they needed four different versions of the ending, but it was great. (laughs) It was amazing. It it just kept on going. So, two bits of news. (laughs) Yeah. Firstly, Mike Daniels is no longer a Green Bay Packer.
1: Yeah, it's, um... I'm not... It's a bit disappointing. I'm glad I didn't get his jersey. Uh, It's a bit disappointing, but I'm not entirely surprised because his production was down last year compared to what it was the year before they did have a, a couple of injury issues um i guess maybe they didn't feel that he was worth what he wanted and uh, you know obviously numbers game and all of that and they can see if they can get some value off the the waivers free agency and what they've drafted
0: so thanks very much mike but Goodbye. are you convinced that what you have on the defensive side of the ball with the smiths coming in i know who's more of an inside guy Zedarius smith can play on the inside as mm-hmm. well but with preston smith with Zedarius smith as the edge rushers with the guys you've got up front in kenny clark it, i know you got uh, rashan gary in the first round i guess he's a, a kind of a direct replacement although obviously you can't immediately replace a, a player as good as mike daniels but are you confident that Green Bay will get enough production from that that defensive line without Daniels well we kind of go back to what Greg said about um vets
1: leaving teams and mm-hmm. being picked up by cheaper although Gary not, probably isn't as cheap but given the um, he was first round but being picked up by cheaper rookies you lose that friend, v- friend
0: of the show Roshan carry by the exactly. way
1: exactly you lose that um that veteran experience and know-how and and leadership but you do bring in raw youth and ability and I think it, I mean I'm, I'm never going to be entirely sold on a Mike Pettin defense but um let's just, it, it's such Mike a Padden sucks yes yeah, it's, it's a bit of a cop-out but like it's a, the old wait and see I it, I always find it a bit weird that given the amount of Injuries that Green Bay have had over the last two or three seasons, especially on defense and and things not being covered.
0: Why wouldn't you keep your best players around? But um, I'm not overly annoyed about it. And then something we talked with Greggy about my suggestion about the running backs and having the different contracts. I love that. I think that's a really, really good point. I don't know why... The running back WhatsApp
1: group haven't added you <laughs> and are now take it, maybe inviting you over. You could be their spokesman and say, look,
0: this is what you guys need to do. I up a friend of the show or friend of Will Gavin, Aaron Jones, and ask him to sort me out because uh, he loved when he saw us at the Super Bowl, yeah, having yeah, been interviewed by us the year before. He yeah, did, he did. Uh, and such says, ever since the last CBA, rookie salaries have decreased, which adversely affects the running backs. The players' union should definitely negotiate on positional play. But I, I suggest that's Gregor, then I really thought about it. There aren't any other clear positions that don't get that opportunity at second contract. Now, outside of, obviously, the issue of quality of play and injury, Mm. running backs are quite unique. They are the short shelf life, uh, more so than any other position in the NFL. I can't think of another position that even comes close to it, where you can't... It's very, very, very difficult to have an Adrian Peterson 10-plus year career at running back. Nowadays, it is five, six years at your peak, max. The only one or the, or two that can
1: kind of rival it, and you have to be that kind of level of Adrian Peterson, and we see it in New Orleans especially, um, with Thomas Morstead is the, the kickers of people to kind of stuff. Um, punters get moved. You saw Marquise no, I, ki- I think again, Marquette King go, moving
0: around and... Th- but I think that's quality of play again. Not that's not about injury. That's oh, about okay, consistency. I, yeah. I think with running back it is specifically about it's the wear, wear and tear and on your mind. body. Because defensively you've got guys on the other side of the ball. There's no defensive position. Defensive like, lineman, maybe? But they can last forever. Look at yeah, Vince, what's his face? These guys who go
1: well into their thirties, like well, well into their thirties yeah. at offensive yeah. line,
0: all across the board. Yeah,
1: because that's looking after your body and and uh, managing the hits.
0: Yeah, I do think... So you literally just have to have a separate rookie agreement for running backs. Full-back? It's very difficult to do. But even with... I mean, fullbacks is a bit... A Tight beast end. Anyway. Nope, nope. Not having it. No, no, you're right. Some serious longevity and the guys are like Tony Gonzalez is of this world. Antonio Gates, he's, he's still going. Incredible. Yeah, I, I kind of... I'm feeling it's got to be a running back contract agreement and I'm not sure everyone else is going to go for that if, as with all these negotiations, they have to give something else up to get that.
1: How do we get that option? (laughs) How do we get that idea to people that can implement it?
0: I will tap up our sources at the NFL. Hey, what
1: about... What's his face that invited you over to...
0: Didn't go, though, did I? No, you didn't go. There were emails sent... There were conversations had. Never happened. Oh, sorry, buddy. Yeah, I'm very sad about it. But maybe next year. Uh, right, should we get to our, in, uh, the, our final of our interviews that we did when the teams were over in London? Because now training camp's open. There's sure, we've new dragged stuff to get this down. out, haven't we? We've dragged these <laughs> interviews out. Go on, go on, boy. Right. We're going to hear from Jonathan Joseph, cornerback of the Houston Texans. But first of all, a rather short interview because we were being hurried along. But he was a lovely man. We chatted to him a little bit afterwards. uh, And we once saw him have an unbelievable game on Monday Night Football last season. It is outside linebacker of the LA Rams, Samson Eberkamp. So we're here with Rams linebacker, Samson Eberkamp. Samson, the first thing I want to say is thank you. Because you provided me one of the greatest memories, or us, one of the greatest memories of our fandom. We were there for Monday Night Football against the Chiefs. What are your memories of that ridiculous night?
3: It's kind of a blur, honestly. Um, we got the dub. That's all, that, <laughs> that's all that matters. Eventually. It got there eventually. Yeah, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter how we do it. But as long as we walking out with a W, everybody's happy.
0: We came into that game talking about who the difference makers were going to be and, you know, Aaron Donald's name was out there and obviously all those weapons on the offense. I don't think a lot of people were talking about Samson Evercam, but you became the first player that day to get an inception, a sack, and multiple touchdowns in the same game. So, like, a lot of people know your name now.
3: Yeah, a lot, but, like, I don't really focus on all that. (laughs) I don't really focus on all that because I just, I can't control who likes me or who, who doesn't. I can just only control what I can do on the field.
0: Coming out here to, uh, to London for this events with the kids here, what's this whole experience been like for you?
3: Oh, man, it's for the kids. It's awesome. Uh, I got the Rams team. We're winning. So hopefully I can lead them to, uh, to the playoffs and further on from there. And, uh, yeah, it's just awesome just to uh, see people here so enthusiastic about football, you know, because everything around here is soccer. So just to see this and a stadium like this is amazing.
0: Have you been? Have you seen Wembley before? Are you familiar with Wembley?
3: I'm familiar, but I've never been there. Now,
0: I mean, that's special. When you talk about people being about soccer, as the mm-hmm. home of football, you're there taking on the Bengals. We've got their head coach, your former quarterback's guy, kind of as your head coach. Does that
3: add a little bit of extra spice to the whole thing? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, it's going to be a shootout. I feel like that's what it's going to be, and it's going to be a close game. But I feel like we're going to come out on top.
0: Is it like with that kind of rivalry? Obviously, they're close friends. Zach Taylor's worked mm-hmm. with your guy for a long time is it going to be handshakes and hugs or
3: no no nah. <laughs> i don't i don't see it being like that i feel like it's going to become like a a long time rival because uh, like yeah they're trying to uh sean mcveigh is not trying to lose and uh, zach is trying to beat him because he learned from him so i feel like it's definitely gonna be a good game
0: we were there for the Super Bowl. I was really impressed with Coach McVay afterwards, the way that he carried himself after what was an incredibly tough loss for you guys. What's been the reaction since? How have you guys picked yourself up ready going into the new season?
3: We're focused, we're, we're hungry, and uh, we're more tight-knit than ever, so uh, we're just trying to work hard just to make sure that we find a way to get back there.
0: It's going to be difficult when you keep a team that's got Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, that incredible backfield to 13 points as a defense. You played so well, but just the game just didn't go your way.
3: Well, as a, as a team, we just didn't play well enough to get the W. Like I said before, it doesn't matter how you, how you do it. We just, as, as, as a whole team, we didn't play well enough to get a W at all. Uh, but we learned, we're learning from it, and just that defeat, it's, it's a humbling defeat, and uh, it's, it's definitely making us hungry uh, all to go back there and show what we can do.
0: Well, Like you say, it doesn't matter how you get in, whether it's 54, 51, or 13, 3, as long as you get that W. So what are you saying to the UK fans who are coming out to Wembley to make
3: sure they're out here supporting the Rams? Expect the high-scoring game. That's going to be close. It's going to be explosive. It's going to be fun. Expect us out on top.
0: Nice stuff, Samson. Thank you so much for your time,
3: man. Appreciate you. So here with Pro Bowl corner of the Houston
4: Texans, Jonathan Joseph. Jonathan, how are you enjoying being out here in the beautiful sunshine in London? Oh, man, I'm enjoying it. It's great to be out here, part of the NFL, you know, flag football national championship with these kids, and just to see, you know, the excitement look on their face. You know, they're all eager to learn. They're all fighting and competing to get down to, you know, the Pro Bowl and showcase their skills there. Exciting to see as well that you're saying
0: the level of participation that's going on, how into it these kids are, because as much as they want to grow the game in this country, we're not going to get more players unless they start playing when they're young. Yeah,
4: absolutely. And, you know, um, that's the thing about it. You start them when they're young, and you teach them the basic fundamentals, and you let it just continue to grow over the years. And I think now, have a base foundation over here with the kids and the coaches that they've implemented over here. And I think that's where you start from, and you continue to just go from there. Anytime you have something like this, and I think it's also a great start. Just look at the participation you have and the kids, and I think it's great feedback.
0: Excited to get the Texans over as well. First time we're getting you over in the UK. Is it something that's registered with the team, like this trip out and, and the fact that it's going to be a divisional
4: game as well? Uh, yeah, and yeah, no. You know, it's still early right now, but I think, you know, that kind of, you know, as the season goes on a little bit and to get closer to that date on the schedule, guys really will hone in on it. But, you know, um, me just being over here and talking about it, um, it's a big game, you know, because it's a division game. It's not a game that you come over here to play and it don't have much riding on it. You know, it's one of those games that, you know, it could come down to whether you get in the playoffs or not or something like that. So who wins the division? So you never know how this game will have an effect on your season. And as much as that team have picked up a lot of steam locally and the stadium,
0: starting to get filled up. Also, the fact that you get to play them at home and on a neutral site must be nice from a a divisional perspective.
4: Uh, Absolutely. You know, because they're a tough opponent. You know, obviously, they've been a big draw over here for years. And um they're young, and I wouldn't say up and coming because they're a developed football team. You know, two years ago they just was playing in a AFC South mm-hmm. Championship game and things like that. So I think um, they've continued to grow over the years, and so have we. And so that's where we had, you know, come here this year when we meet over here. It'd be an exciting game. You know, maybe the best team wins that day.
0: It does feel like Houston right now have been right on that cusp. Every year they get picked to maybe be a team to go to AFC Championship game. Super Bowl there's always an injury there's always something that seems to stall it do you think this is kind of a bit of a do or die season for the Texans
4: uh, I really wouldn't say do or die I think um, we. I wouldn't really say we're right where we want to be you know because every year is different but I think we just have to continue to build like what we did last year you never want to go everybody has the same goal when you end of the season that's to win the Super Bowl go to the playoffs and things like that. And obviously, them would be our goals. But, you know, they become more realistic once the season starts. So we just put all our work in now and put the time in now. And when the season starts, just take it one game at a time, four quarters at a time, meaning, you know, the first four games of the season, the second Mm -hmm. four, and so on and so on. And then you get midway through the season, you kind of see exactly where your team at and, you know, the type of team you have on the final stretch frustrating wildcard game because you give up those two scores early on but then the defense
0: played absolutely lights out for the next three quarters and it just couldn't catch back up again again with the divisional rival how are you over that game yet is the team talked about that game
4: since you've got back we talked about it a little bit but you know it definitely should sink in and you know sting a little bit because you know You can't come out flat like that in the playoffs and get behind two scores. You know, two scores are hard to come by in any game in the National Football League and to come out like that in that playoff game, you know, things happen. And, you know, the best thing about it is you have a chance the next year to go out and, you know, get better and learn from it.
0: I want to ask you about leaders in that locker room and and maybe tell you a little story. We were talking about this beforehand. I came out for the game out in Houston when you played the Colts, the, the week. But Deshaun Watson went down with that ACL injury. And I was absolutely, my mind was blown by We came in the locker room after the game to come and do some interviews. And we just saw Deshaun Watson. It was a tough loss that day. And he was in the ear of every single player, bigging them up, talking about the great things they did that day. And you're thinking, this guy's 22 years
4: old. And that's the kind of leader he already is. Absolutely. It's just natural form. He's one of those kids, you know. Never lost a high school game, I think. And um, went to college, won a national championship, took him to the big stage. So he's been the ultimate competitor his whole life. And, you know, anytime you at that level where he's at from a mental standpoint and a physical standpoint and you're a great player and just a natural good human being, I think it kind of rubs off to you to be a leader. And, you know, guys, you know, follow him and kind of, you know, navigate towards him because he's a guy that can lead guys and pick guys up and make them better players and better a better person off the field.
0: So who are the leaders on the defensive
4: side of the room? Oh, we have a team full of You know, you have Whitney Merciless, Javion Clowney, J.J. J. Watt, Benardric McKinney, um, DJ Reader. It's a stack defense, man. Yeah, it's a stack defense, man. You know, we have several guys over there. You know, you bring new new guys in, like Tayshawn Gibson, who I think he's a natural leader. He's an outspoken guy. So anytime you can add pieces like that, you know, a guy like Johnson Batamosi, he's on special teams, that, you know, he's a leader. So anytime you can add guys in, John Weeks, who's the longest-tenured Texans that's been there, special teams ace, so... More guys you have in that role, the better your team are because the younger guys just follow those guys. And the fact is, is that you just listed off all those great players. You didn't even mention yourself as
0: a veteran in the locker room, but I, I, it just it feels like with those new, with the, the decisions they've made, bringing in the tackles early as well, trying to solve the issues that you have had in the past. I, I, I really like this Texans team this year.
4: Absolutely. You know, um, I think on paper, if you look, you know, areas of need and things like that, I think we definitely filled the box on several different positions of areas of what we needed, you know, guys that maybe from the coach's eyes and things like that. You know, for me as a player, I treat every year the same. I just want to go out and give the best of my ability and lead by example and just have myself to where I'm able to go out and help my team contribute to wins. And I think overall, they've put us in a position to get back to where we need to be and us as players, we need to do our job. We've obviously had the the front office
0: change that's happened quite late in the season. An odd time for for that kind of change to happen. But a lot of the talk is about just how much it shows how this is Bill O'Brien's team from top to bottom. So just tell me a bit about Coach O'Brien and what he brings to you guys.
4: I think he brings a sense of urgency. Um, Obviously, being in New England, he's seen a proven um, formula the way things have been done there. And I think um, he's put his stamp on Houston from the time he's been there. He's came in. He's trying to change the culture a little bit. And um, obviously, he's won several division titles with him there, AFC South titles and things like that. But, you know, obviously now we're to the point where we want to get over the hump. And I think he's pushing for that. He's coaching. And he's learning the same way we're learning. You know, he's pushing himself daily to be a better coach, same way the players are. And, you know, he get a tough time at times for being, you know, a hard-nosed guy and things. But I think he's the ultimate players coach because at the end of the day, he only want to put his players in the best position to win, and he want to win. Well,
0: speaking about being a better coach, we're getting the wrap-up signal because you've got to get out and coach
4: your team. So, Jonathan, okay. thank you so much for your
0: time, man, and enjoy the rest of your time in London. We'll see you back in October. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you, man. Samson Ebergam, Jonathan Joseph, Will Gavin, Oli Hunter. Ollie, that's the show. Is it, though?
1: Do we need to do a little mini preview for, like we did last time, or shall we save that for our actual previews? A mini preview? Yeah, we did a mini, like, uh, ooh, what, how are the Texans looking and how are the Rams looking? We did that with the the Panthers and the Bengals last time.
0: I mean, the Rams look great, but we don't know what Todd Gurley's fitness is going to be. The Texans...
1: Really not, excited for Deshaun Watson. Not a deep enough roster. They're very star-reliant. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what I wanted to ask you about. And it kind of... I thought I'd just done a really good job there. You did really right. good, but I'm going to extrapolate. <laughs> I'm going to extrapolate on it. <laughs> so condescending. You did well, buddy. Given... Texans that you you said about the star power, and that Madden has is it come out now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, then we what? And DeAndre Hopkins has got a ninety nine. Do you agree with that? How do you feel about that? Because you, I think, changed the pendulum swung so much for you from how you felt about. DeAndre Hopkins before the season and how you felt about him at the end of the season. I'm not saying you thought he was the best wide receiver in the league, but you really hated him to
0: (laughs) you liked him. (laughs) It's a little harsh. Madden is out next week. Uh, It is out, I'm just double-checking the date to confirm, the 2nd of August, so it's out in a few days' time. I already got my review copy. I've been playing it for the last four days. How did I forget that we were going to talk about Madden on this show? Why haven't you invited me over to play it? Uh, the house is a bit of a mess. No, it's fine, it's fine, don't worry. Madden 20. Is it right. great? Early review, enjoying it thoroughly. The new QB1 thing, which is like their... their so long shot is done, they've not gone back to that now. There's now QB1, where it still has some cheesy moments in the, uh, in the intro setup bit. You play a quarterback who is a five-star recruit out of high school, but then gets screwed over at college because uh, an- another top like the the top guy in the country decides to declare for the same college as you and you decide to stay and fight for your place but then as the national championship approaches in your final year at college they get injured so you play the semi-finals and the finals of the national championship you then play the combine so basically you're the bloke from Alabama you're <laughs> a little bit
1: like that yeah what's his face uh oh, what's his name he got done by two us, and then oh, who, what's his name? You know his
0: name I don't ever I know, know his name mate.
1: <sighs> this is rubbish. We need to know his name. <laughs> is
0: it dwayne haskins
1: It's not dwayne Haskins. he's Ohio. <laughs> anyway, carry on. <laughs> I'm so upset. It's with so sh- funny. I'm so upset. How angry you're getting at yourself. I'm so upset with myself, and you're not helping. And you're there. He he doesn't know either. It's Jalen Hurts. It's Jalen Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jalen Hurts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well done with your typing away. Uh, um, anyway, don't... basically, you're Jalen Hurts. Well, you're not really, but okay, that's fine. You're kind of Jalen Hurts. I mean,
0: they've stolen his storyline. And then you go to the Combine and you play the Combine. Yep. And you not only play the Combine and you get to do the accuracy drills and stuff to prove yourself, Ooh. but you also do the interviews with the teams and you get asked weird questions and how you react affects the kind of your personality and stuff. Oh, wow. You then get drafted by a team. What's the weirdest question? I got drafted got? number twenty-four overall by the Miami Dolphins. Oh no! Uh,
1: yeah. Absolutely <laughs> devastating. I would you? Can,
0: done. You can request release. <laughs>
1: oh my god! You got drafted by the Dolphins. So I'm competing. <laughs> so I'm competing for
0: the starting job with Josh Rosen, uh, and uh, I'm playing in the preseason at the moment. And that's actually great because it's oh, t- preseason's relevant. Finally, <laughs> 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 no, it's great because what you've got with it is that it is. It's a really fun mode, but you really get to develop and choose your skills. And oh. they, they have this new thing with the, with the new Madden mode, superstar. And, uh, it's called superstar. And there's like mega superstar or so. Like I can't remember what the top tier is. And they're the best players on each team and they have special traits based on that. So like Tom Brady's top trait. If you, uh, you have to like, it's, it's a bit more arcadey, but in a good way. So if you complete two or more five yard passes back to back, you get, in the zone and then it gives you a special ability which is uh your first read when your first read becomes open it highlights it to you so you can press the button so like you get rewarded for things like that and this you can adapt what your different skills are and it's, it's really cool it's a really cool mode so i played a bit of that I played a bit of franchise played a bit of ultimate team not a lot yet the gameplay so far is not a huge jump forward from madden 19 But I'm enjoying that new mode. So I've not played it a huge amount. But for what I've played so far, Madden 20 is getting a thumbs up thus far. There's still a lot of time to go. Have
1: you tried to right the wrong from the offensive boar fest that was the Super Bowl 53?
0: I've not done that yet, no, I'm afraid.
1: Okay, a couple more questions. When you were getting drafted, do you watch pick one all the way through to pick 20 (laughs) no you don't so it just just
0: tells you yeah but what what happens i think you can get drafted you you get interviewed by about four or five teams so i get the impression you can get drafted on any of those four or five i don't want to spoil things too much but there's a great moment where you get a taxi from the airport to the facility and the taxi driver recognizes you and starts talking to you about the team but it's obvious they must have recorded dialogue for each of the teams and it's really like super specific it's like well obviously we lost jarvis landry this year and with Tannehill not there i am worried for the offense no offense but we've got some really exciting young defensive pieces and it's like sorry is my taxi driver like an analyst for espn or something what's going on here oh uh, was there
1: was a taxi there was a bloke who got in a taxi uh and had a proper conversation with oh man i think it was alvin kamara and it, he didn't realize he was alvin kamara it was very funny um a couple more questions um can
0: you be a running quarterback if you want to be? Uh, you can choose your style of quarterback. So You can are be you, a scrambler, you can be a pocket passer. You, a pocket you pass. can be a pocket passer. am a field general, which means a lot of pre-snap stuff, and you get the ball out quickly. Okay. And finally, probably the most important of
1: all the questions, and people are wondering, why have you left this till last? What number did you pick?
0: Didn't did you get... get to pick a number. Oh, no, what did they give you? Automatically assigned... I absolutely loved it because you get to pick which college you go to at the beginning. Like, it's actually got the row of hats in front of you uh, on declare- the declaration, whatever it's called. Which college did you go to? And you go along and you pick. It's out of like an option of 10 or 12. Yeah, yeah. Picked LSU. <gasps> yeah. Automatically got assigned. <gasps> number three. Number seven. Come on. LSU number sevens. Uh. don't know. Odell Beckham. Tyron Matthew. Patrick Peterson. Oh, yeah. Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Wasn't he a 27? No, well, no, that's who he is. For the, that's what he is for the Jags. Oh, number seven his, is like a legendary number at LSU in recent times. At oh, is it? There you go. LSU. There you yeah. go. Sorry. So number seven number has become seven, like the great. team's key jersey over the last decade or so. <sighs> and so when I came out with seven Gavin written on my back, I was like love that absolutely love that because if i did play for lsu i'd want to be are you ginger in the thing as well of course i am and i've got a beard <laughs> that's great
1: that's great uh
0: so yeah madden 20 do check it out it's out later this week i will do a more in-depth review and maybe get one up on the website and in Eye magazine as well but yeah i'm really glad you reminded me of that because uh yeah. I, the last couple of days have been very busy and i haven't had a chance to go back and play it too much yet but i'm gonna play it loads and loads once Sarah goes on holiday (laughs) and I have the house to myself how many days is that well it's like six days at the front end and then another 11 days at the back end because I'm going and joining she's away for four weeks I'm going and joining her for like 11 days in the middle of it wow Mm. long time oh you're gonna love that bud
1: can't wait yeah man
0: right Ollie. this has been the Gridiron Show at Gridiron on Twitter at Gridiron on Instagram don't forget the Gridiron Tour all of that good stuff Any final thoughts?
1: Yeah, um, I'd like to let people know about a musical awakening that I've had. I heard Hungry Heart by Bruce Springsteen on the radio today and the piano and the trombones got me and I didn't care too much that it was Bruce Springsteen singing. So, listen to that piano. Isn't that great? So... I am going to explore. I'm going to get to know Bruce Springsteen better. My head has been turned.
0: Wonderful. I was playing that off my laptop into the microphone because I couldn't be asked to find it. This is uh, the Gridiron Show. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe. We've got all those great shows coming. And if you are interested in being involved in the Fancy Team, tweet us at Gridiron at Will Gav at Ollie Hunter. This has been the Gridiron Show.